Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Sis Internet Radio. Sisters in Spirit, affectionately called Sis, is a nurturing environment for women that inspires harmony in everyday living, shares resources that empower, offers information and support that nourishes the soul, balances our mental and physical well-being, and promotes inner peace and heightened spirituality. Our vision is a world where women live consciously, harmoniously, and spiritually to positively impact our lives and the lives of those with whom we come into contact. Join us as we live life with style, grace, and of course, much joy. Greetings and welcome to Cis Empowerment Radio. Our topic tonight is Eat Your Medicine. I am Raisa Darlene Nazaire, and I'm here with my co-host, Sky Samuels. Welcome, Sky. Good evening, Darlene. How are you? I am well, thank you. And yourself? I'm doing great, thank you. Excited about the show. Yes, <laughs> it's always a great topic. I mean, if you think about it, really, eating to heal is certainly not a new concept. Hippocrates' axiom, let your food be your medicine, and your medicine, your food, truly reflects divine order. And our ancestors, whether thousands of years ago or more recent ancestors, they knew the value of plant-based nutrition. And they could even tell you what plant to eat for a given ailment, and you can see that they thrived on a plant-based diet. Yet... A lot of this knowledge became lost with the packaging and processing of food and our disconnection from the land and our moves into the cities. We were, became disconnected from the very land that nourishes us. And with all of that, food is still the most powerful medicine, yet for most Americans, over 50% of their food is processed food with only about 5% of food coming from a plant base. And plant-based food is so important because it sends high vibrational energy packets of information to our cells that turn our DNA on and off, and they know to go directly to an area of the body that needs healing. That's the godly message that is endowed within plant-based foods. And when we shift the ratio of what we're eating to around 70% plant-based food, We take back our health. We take it back into our own hands with our forks and (laughs) knives. And we eat with the knowledge that our food choices control the expression of our genes. And the great part is that a plant-based diet can be delicious as well as nutritious. Healthy foods have been given a really bad rep as flavorless when the opposite is true, especially for live and colorful, nutrient-dense foods. Now, our guest this evening, Kendra Jeffress-Martin, has made it her goal to educate the community at large about the benefits of natural foods and remedies that have been around for centuries. Tastefully created with dietary restrictions in mind, her company, Ladybug's Medibles, goal is to satisfy your palate and encourage your body's natural healing processes with grains, herbs, nuts, and fruit of the earth. 
Kendra, welcome to the show. Yes, welcome. Good evening, ladies. Thank you. We're glad that you could be here with us tonight to discuss this topic that I know that you are entrenched in. And let's let's start up by having you share your very compelling story and your journey of founding Ladybug's Medibook. Okay. Um, I myself have Crohn's disease, which plainly is causing my intestines to decode itself from the body or to fail. <clears throat> With that, um, there are there is tremendous pain and bouts of nausea and vomiting and different things that are associated with the disease and a lot of fatigue. <laughs> the um my daughter Alexandra is twenty years old now, but she has the only case of her type in the United States. Allie suffers from um unburnt lungboard disease which is a progressive degenerative disease, so it progresses and takes away from her over time. There are other sufferers in the United States, but she is the only one of her particular type. They, it causes tremendous myoclonic seizures, which are like sudden, brief, shock-like muscle contractions. And what's happening is her brain stem is deteriorating. So with that being our main connection from the brain to the rest of our body, the rest of the body is losing its rhythm and idea of what it's supposed to do and what it was, mm-hmm. how it was created to perform. Um, she has um, a variety of different types of seizures, including the full-blown convulsive seizures that people are very familiar with, calling them grand mal seizures, down to as simple as off-time seizures, which kind of just makes there. Currently, um, her disease has run a very progressive course over the summer, and she has been experiencing a type of myoclonus that chokes her. So we are um, working aggressively with doctors in natural medicine to see if we can make her comfortable and grab a hold of this as much as possible. Um, these two reasons are the reasons or the foundation of Ladybug's Medibles. Um, as a child, I grew up gardening and with apple trees and fig trees and many things around me that I didn't know would provide what they provided for us. Um, all their individual nutrients, such as vitamins and minerals, and they are given to us in such a amount that um, they're very unlikely to be isolated or, or synthesized, as we spoke about earlier, with the many different chemicals and processing of our foods. And with that, we lose the individual nutrients that are in those fruits and vegetables that are awesome for us, um, especially if we have a deficiency or an ailment. It's very important to kind of get those whole food supplements or phytonutrients that your body is deficient of. Um, What I have learned about Crohn's disease is there are many people that 
um, have been or don't have the ability to process natural food, very natural greens and things from the earth because it takes so much of that intestines to perform that um, digestion process. I, um, I've learned for myself with trying to superinfuse myself as much as possible, the more vegetables I eat, the more my system begin, begins to adapt to them and remember what it's supposed to do. Mm. Um, a lot of things in science teach us when things begin to die that they may, may not be a recovery for it. But I believe nature has that for us. And it's in one way that we can help ourselves is to make sure that it is included or in the food that we eat. Um, right, and, and as you said, when your body learns how to process foods properly and to actually just get the messages from the food that it's supposed to be sending, you you do begin yeah. to heal. It may not be automatic because we've been so de- deficient or so much damage has already been done. And sometimes it's more about about maintaining balance versus being totally healed of something. Yes, it is. My goal is to help by nourishing our bodies with the foods that encourage our natural healing process. We have a natural healing system called the endocannabinoid system. And that particular system was given to us to help us in healing, to, to help keep us healthy. And the way that it's activated is through foods, and particularly hemp and cannabis as a food. Um, Both plants, that plant species is so full of minerals and phytonutrients and even the smell of it, which are the terpenes and the terpenoids, they gain and give you and help to reveal different ways that the body can function and heal. We, Mm -hmm. a lot of the things we eat today um, are very depleted of minerals and phytonutrients, and a lot of it starts in just in the soil. Our soil has been shifted from high pH acidic conditions in which good bacteria cannot survive, and that's done with intest- like insecticides, I'm sorry, fertilizers, fungicides, and on farmlands, which are there to destroy fungi, but they also destroy those important things in the soil that the plants need to absorb too. With um, when the soil has mineral deficiencies, then our food is going to have mineral depletion. Um, and scientists have seen that over time in food, especially things that are grown from trees like apples and oranges, they ha- they don't have the same mineral base that they had, let's say in the nineteen in nineteen fifties, um, as they have now. Um, for example, in the, in the 1950s, you may have only needed to eat 26 apples to gain the pectin and all of the things that you need and it, that that food group provides versus now you would need to eat 100 apples um, just to, grant, to grasp what you need of the minerals and the vitamin C from the apples that they did in the 1950s. But the, the soil is depleting. This, with that then, of course, we begin to only get traces of things that are going to give us or exist in a matrix 
with beneficial substances that are going to interact with each other because we're, we, we aren't eating them. Um, the more ancillary or secondary type of nutrients um, are not going to be assimilated from the food, so they're not going to flush out of your system at all. And a lot of the additives in food make that type of um, atmosphere for that to occur because they begin to block the digestion process and also mm-hmm. the, and, and the absorption process. One thing that we have privy to that helps a lot with it and, and that I definitely infuse in my food is hemp. Um, hemp is full of gamma, excuse me, GLA or gamma-lysin acid, and it can benefit from normal function and growth of the cells and nerves and muscles and organs throughout the body. It also contains a lot of the omega vitamins, which are very important for brain stem growth and the cardiovascular system and circulatory health. So and when I began to study on that and I saw how beneficial it is to us and we have the preview of it, I said, why, why don't we put this in our food? Hemp also for the earth is very good. Um, in the state of North Carolina, we have licensed to grow hemp, but not at this time we have not begun to. But when we, when we do, we will be remineralizing the soil, and it will begin to generate more healthy things for us. Um, hemp over, well, 3,000 years ago, um, when cannabis was used in different measures in different forms of medicines and to provide nutrients to the earth, they found that it alleviated a lot of conditions back then, too. I know now, most importantly, it helps with epilepsy, PTSD, ADHD, Crohn's disease, um, diabetes, neuropathy, heart disease, high blood pressure, multiple sclerosis, arthritis, PMS. There are many things that it helps with, just in its most simplest form of a seed. Um, And, you know, also there's so many things that, we don't know about hemp. People think of it as a new product that just came about, but, you know, hemp has been used centuries ago. Hemp paper is much stronger than paper made from trees. It reduces yeah. composition, and um, it, it, they have found hemp paper that's over 1,500 years old and probably paper hemp paper older than that, and it can be recycled. <laughs> more times than wood-based paper. So hemp itself, not only as plant-based food and nutrition, but as paper and clothing, as clothing, it helps um, resist the harmful rays of the sun. And so it's a protective cloth, a natural protective um, UV cloth that we were given by nature. So, so many benefits to hemp there. So let's talk about your ladybug medibles and how you incorporate hemp into the the medibles, and then we can get more into um, hemp uh, versus marijuana or CBD versus THC. And we can I'm, I know that we have a lot that we can learn from you there. Okay. Um, 
Ladybugs, I kind of began Ladybugs with more um, of the pastry side of the business because I wanted people to see that they could enjoy um, what we consider to be our sweets and joyous foods like cupcakes and brownies and candy and things like that, right? (laughs) So Mm -hmm. I began... um, with some very simple vegan and vegetarian recipes, things that were, you know, non-GMO, um, and infused them with hemp. So we have, now we've grown to be able to offer kind of lunchbox service where I'm doing meal prep and meal planning for people too, and we're going over the wonderful abandonment of fruits and vegetables that God has provided us with and then also adding this um, additional additive into it to give extra nourishment to the body. Okay. And so you said it's basically pastries. Can you tell us more about what you have to offer and the ingredients? Because I'm, I'm sure there are other plant-based foods in there that have healing properties in addition to the hemp, Yes. Um, there are. There, I use um, very natural ingredients. I use um, walnuts and almonds and different things to make flowers. Um, I hand ground all the flour. We use um, all natural butters if you have the availability to have those. Um, oils. I cater to whether what your dieting restrictions may entail. Um, if you have issues with processed wheat and different things of that matter, then we will hand ground for you what the best um, herb or nut is to make that flour for you to produce that, your meals. We also um, make a lot of things. <clears throat> I definitely play with a lot of vegetables. I make cakes out of vegetables. We make squash cakes and wonderful, um, even old-fashioned bikini bread. But those are the kind of things that I find that most people who have an ailment have had to stop eating because they're so full of sugars, and sugars produce a lot of mucus and other different things in the body that help to encourage diseases versus healing. So I wanted to, to also offer people more natural sugars, the coconut sugars, the godly nectars and the honeys and different things of that matter to show them how, um, and I infuse those in the food depending upon what your preference is. We use fava beans and all of and, you know, beans very high in the protein there to kind of replace um, any lack of that that some people have in their diet because of um, being vegetarian or pescatarian, discontinuing the meat. Or even live vegans, I cook for them also, where none of their food is processed with heat because they want all the natural sprouting and ingredients in that food. Um, and that gives them good. Those are those ancillary nutrients and micronutrients that I try to make sure um, are in our food that our bodies are depleted of. And as you cook for your family, what plant-based foods do you incorporate that you think are really key? You know, the industry is always 
coming up with some new superfood, which isn't really new, maybe new to us. You know, Mother Nature gifted us with an array of plants and vegetables and, and different colors, shapes, and sizes to fit every specific purpose. So what is it for um, your family that you are sure to incorporate because it has certain proper properties? Well, that's what we have. When we, we eat it in, in any which way that I can figure out. We do have milk. I make have milk and butter and oil. Um, we use, here in my house, I use a lot of coconut flour because I want to make sure that um, our glycemic indexes are balanced. And with that, um, that regulates all the sugars in the body. Allie is bedridden, and, and so I want to make sure that she doesn't gain too much unhealthy weight, but definitely keeps a good muscle mass there. Um, we eat a lot of walnuts. We eat um, a lot of olives and, you know, definitely to get those extra omegas and stuff in for her brain stem and also to help with healing with my colon. Um, we eat... Um, I try to give her as much raw things as I can, but she isn't able to digest, to chew as as enabled to process those foods. So right. with Allie, I actually use a wonderful product. It's called Juice Plus, and it's full of nutrients. And with that, I'm able to um, give her alternate feedings if I'm not able to actually feed her. We do um, a lot of smoothies because. There are a lot of things that, um, honestly, some people just don't want to choose. So, (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, people who have compromised digestive systems, they need that, something that's going to be easily digestible. Mm -hmm. Or even if you're on the run and you're running to work and you're busy moms, you know, sometimes we may fix food for our family, but we we may not eat. I know I'm very guilty of that. So, you know, something that we can eat in a smoothie is also awesome. I love cucumbers. We eat a lot of cucumbers. They're good with regulating mm-hmm. blood pressure and um, also great for whittling the waste and metabolism and stuff. So um, right now um, with growing garden, I have cucumbers everywhere. Um, my daughter loves okra. And, you know, okra has awesome, awesome healing properties. Um, it and definitely in reading more on it, I said, wow, this is neuroprotectant, neuropreserving, and it also helps me. It's great because of the oils and the things in okra help to heal the colon, too. So I said, this works. But I find myself combining foods for us or preparing foods for us to have a combination therapy for both of us. And and spices, too, Um one of our favorite spices is turmeric. It's it's a great calming spice. Um, very good for the blood pressure. Very good for anxiety. You can imagine we're everywhere here. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, great for inflammation as well. Mhm, and great for inflammation. Great for inflammation. I I worry about that with Allie with her being bedridden. So I try to um, incorporate a lot of things for her that will help her with muscle spasms and um, inflammation and things from her muscle spasming so much. We eat a lot of basil and a lot of parsley. Um, 
Plastic is, is very good for circulation, for um, blood pressure, and, and definitely neuroprotective. Basil is very good for intestinal things, so I eat a lot of basil. Very in the, in the terpenes in a mixer, the smell that it emits itself, or the, its aroma is strong enough to, to call nausea sometimes. You, are, you still, are you speaking about basil? Uh-huh, basil. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. When a lot of people, when you get into essential oils and, and you know, pulling them from the fruits and the vegetables, just the oils are the things we eat. And just smelling them um, helps to calm a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Aromatherapy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> So let, let's talk about the type of hemp that you use. It's, it's a key ingredient in both your pastries and your diet as well. Where do you get your hemp from? What type of hemp is it? I understand there's industrial grade versus farm. Uh, yeah. So you tell me. <laughs> we, I, I use um <laughs> Definitely a nutritional-grade hemp. It is derived from Canada, and it is a cold-pressed oil that I use for them, and I also use uh, a seed. It's readily available here in North Carolina if people would like to go and try some. The health food stores have hemp oil. Trader Joe's and... A couple of the other stores actually have hemp seeds there that you can buy by the pound. Or Costco has hemp seeds too. They have the best price. <laughs> they have <laughs> the hemp seeds there also. Uh huh. Costco does. And <clears throat> so that will give you some really good phytonutrients in just eating seeds. And it's a light tasting seed, very similar to a sunflower seed. So you can just okay. pop them in your mouth. Mm hmm. So I yeah, um, understand. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Sky, were you saying something? No. Okay. Okay. Um, I understand it's a difference between CBD extract from hemp and the full spectrum of the full extracts from the plant. Would you tell us more about that? Sure. CBD is one cannabinoid or nutrient from the cannabis plant. CBD is cannabidiol, and it's been proven that it helps with epilepsy, with arthritis, sarcoma, with a lot of different um, ailments of the body. What what they're finding, finding with the CBD that is they're legal in every state in the U.S. deriving from the hemp plant is that isolating that one cannabinoid is providing great therapy for those with ailments in addition to pharmaceuticals. Um, some people are able to <clears throat> provide good healing for themselves with CBD on its own. Um, there are, in full-spectrum cannabis, 
and there is a can there are many different cannabinoids within that plant. Cannabis itself has three different species. It is excuse me. It has three different species and each species offers a different effect or a different directional type of healing for the body. Um, <clears throat> the tolerance level or doses that most are worried about would include THC or tetrahydrocannabinol. Mm-hmm. The THC is what a, a lot of people fear that euphoria or the high that they that they um, definitely have heard is not good for you. And when I'm approached kind of with that question, well, you know, I don't want to see THC. There are a lot of things that we are already um, int- have already been introduced to our system that give that same hallucinating, hallucinating type of effect. There are opiates, and we hear, we've heard a lot of that in the news lately with there being a lot of opiate addictions. There are benzodiazepines that do the same, and there are barbiturates, and they're prescribed by our, by our physicians to help with whatever ailment that we have. Um, with those being beta blockers, they just block the ailment and never really offer that true healing that we need. They give us relief, so we love them, but they do a lot of damage to our bodies also. And mm-hmm. so in wanting to go for a more natural healer, healing type of agent, a lot of us with ongoing diseases and medical conditions are reaching towards the cannabis plant. It has great, great therapeutic effects, and it also is great, again, integrated with an integrated health type of measure with pharmaceuticals that helps to stimulate healing and also that endocannabinoid system that I spoke about earlier, which will eventually help to promote a good balance in your body. And then with that great synergy, it will promote healing. Um, it is very, it's a very unique plant with again, with three different species and many different types under those species, that we're going to see in a surprising way as we learn more about this plant how optimal it is for us and healing with the best results and the least side effects. This plant has offered no side effects to anyone. There are a lot of side effects to pharmaceuticals that are on the market and medications that we are prescribed. But this particular plant offers none of that. This particular food, this nutrient that our body is deficient of does not offer any side effects. Um, there are story, many stories out in the media of people that overindulge or have kind of mixed their plants. And when you're speaking of more medicinal type of things, those are normally kind of, they're controlled grows. They're not um, inundated or mixed with any other type of chemicals when you're speaking of just natural, um, holistic type of medicine. All of our bodies have um, different tolerances. So depending upon 
what your body is in need of, you'll find a great strand of cannabis that would be that answer for you. If we have, whenever we have privy to it and have those allowances, we'll be able to um, definitely experiment and taste and enjoy more. <laughs> mm-hmm. And let me ask you a question about controlled growth. So in their control mm-hmm. of the growth, are there requirements for the nutritional value of the soil or what type of um, pesticides or insecticides they may be using? In the control grow, yes, there are different types of soils that you want to use, especially those um, that you can, that are full of phytonutrients or that you can add because, it's, because again, remember, anything that is coming from our earth is going to, going to be deficient in because of mineral depletion. But and then there's there are also um growth with aquaponics and hydroponics where you can kind of add nutrients there to the water or let the plant just be its own nutrient at that point. Um which is which are which in turn becomes the best medicine. Um a more controlled grow would have no pesticides. Mm-hmm. We don't want to um, encourage any type of auto stimulation that would be negative for the plant at all. So it's the most it, it in itself is it's the most natural grow when you um, go into medicinal grows. When you look at some of the legal states in their grows, they're very um, they have very clean grows there also. And when you read about the nutrient systems that they're using again, whether it be hydroponic or aquaponic with the water, or when they're doing um, full soil growth, there are different things that they are um, making sure to add to. Now they're making sure to add to the soil. Because not too long ago there was um, a very bad batch of medicine making or made, excuse me, in one of the legal states. And the reason being was because the soil itself did not promote enough nutrients for these cannabis plants to um, mineralize as they should. Yeah, and I was thinking that would become a concern once it became legal and people began to grow more and more, that we run into the same type of issue that we have with our food that has low nutritional value because of the poor soil. And I was just wondering yes. how that is or might be regulated. It, um, when you think of cannabis and, and thinking, I think what I believe is this. If if we all thought of cannabis as a vegetable as it, or as a food as it was intended to be for us, then it, in a more simple form, cannabis is as easy to grow as tomatoes are. It's easy to grow as any other thing or vegetable that you have in your garden. It doesn't require um, it. It it does not require as much as the mindset of growing medicine would be. It does need to be. Um, there there's some things that are grown, some plants that are grown and better grown outside, and when. They are the issue of cross pollination and, and those types of things that you have to be very careful about. Um, you don't want to have your plant cross pollinated and 
you know, just have a very seedy plant because you won't have very good medicine. But in the more simple form, if we could just, when you look at some of the legal states and their home grows, they have very, very simple grows with not many regulations at all. And that's where some of the, the better medicine is coming from. Okay. And I understand that you're very involved in organizations that are dealing with promotion of hemp and legalization of marijuana or cannabis in, gener- in general. Can you tell us mm-hmm. more about the organization? Sure. I am um, president of the North Carolina Cannabis Patients Network, and our goal is to educate the public on the medicinal properties of cannabis and to help with um, legislation. There are also a couple of other groups in the area that are also awesome, um, North Carolina Normal or NC Normal, and also um, Women for Cannabis is doing a great job down in the Raleigh area. But our goal is to educate the public and get a great understanding of how um, healing this is, how healing of a plant this is for us so that we can provide um, nutrients for ourselves and also for our families and children. Mm-hmm. We um, focus a lot on, we've been able to gather a lot of <clears throat> people with different ailments so that we can go forward down to Raleigh and give for testimony to legislation just that we could possibly have this bill passed this year. Um, we've been able to show with the, the patients that we have um, different, excuse me, how cannabis has been able to help with different ailments such as cancer or Crohn's disease um, for neurosensitive type of diseases for um, PTSD, which is very important. Um, the, with these groups, we are hoping to, I know, with these groups, we're hoping to gather public attention, get, um, and again, increase the knowledge in the public so we can all go forward for something that is natural and should be available to us. And I'd heard you mention previously that cannabis has properties that are not found in common inflammation drugs. What that are, are not, those I'm properties? That are not Go found ahead. in... I'm sorry, say Not found in common anti-inflammatory, anti-inflammatory drugs. So there are benefits above and beyond what we're finding in pharmaceuticals in cannabis. And okay. Yes, there are <laughs> there are benefits above and beyond um, pharmaceuticals that we are finding in cannabis. Um, one would be the release or the non the non effective side effects. With them not being there, um, the body's able to heal. Some of the um, one of the main things that we're seeing in cannabis is that it's very calming. And, and simply, just in neurotransmitting things, if you are calmer, your body is calmer. And with those things, um, that also helps to 
alleviate a lot of swelling, a lot mm-hmm. of pain, and different things in that manner, just because you're calm. <laughs> the, mm-hmm. um, so, in, and again, it is activating that endocannabinoid system, and there is, people have different tolerances, so we're finding out that there are a, a various and different ways of dosing, different ways of manipulating the plant to make different types of medicine. People are that have privy to this plant are taking it for what it's worth and seeing what and how effective it is it can be for us. We um learned that it helps we have a lot of we as people have a lot of repressed emotions and um, from unmentioned trauma, we have, um, and these things, and not being able to kind of forgive these emotions produce healthcare markers. And cannabis mm-hmm. helps to enlighten and implement that forgiveness within ourselves, which gives us this natural mechanism to increase our healing. Um, they... We want to look at that in a more optimistic state of healing, so relaxing in an altered state, um, which gives you an easier release and it helps to alleviate stress and unblock our healing capacity. And we're seeing that in a lot of diseases, including cancer, in stages of cancer where cancers where doctors have given up. Yes, and I've heard that every plant has a specific vibration, and the vibration <laughs> of cannabis is one of peace, and that's what it yields to the body. Yeah, it is. It is that cannabis is a teacher plant, and it's open for exploration. It's so much for us to learn from this plant, and it's so welcoming. And it's like she says, just come and let me help you. Whatever your ailment is, I have, there's something in me to help you. And would you tell us more about your company, how to get in touch with you to purchase the products, and if we would like to join your organization, more about the organization as well? Okay, sure. Um, With the organization, it's the North Carolina Cannabis Patients Network. We have a website, nccpn.org. And then also Facebook page and CCPN on Facebook. And either one of those sites you can join the organization and begin to receive information and voice your input of what you would like to do to help with the community in passing this, you know, helping to educate and pass this law. With Ladybugs Medibles, our phone number is 980-239. Seven five seven nine. I like to personally speak with everyone at this point to kind of make sure that we are preparing um, exactly what is going to be good for you. And we also have a website that you can reach us at, and that is www.ladybugsmedibles.com. And I'll spell that for you. It's L-A-D-Y-B-U-G-S. Medibles, M-E-D-I-B-L-E-S dot com. And we have a Facebook page also. 
The and one other thing that I mentioned earlier was Juice Plus, which is a great nutrient system for everyone. And um, you, you could reach me there at Jeffress J E S S R E S S dot Juiceplus dot com. And we have a tower garden that is wonderful of growing and providing ourselves with other nutrients and different things from our vegetables that only takes up about three feet in circumference. It's a vertical garden. It is hydroponic, aquaponic, and uses a great water system full of nutrients. I'd like for you guys to go check that out, too. For those that are interested in having a garden, that provides great um, fruits and vegetables with no dirt. <laughs> fruits and vegetables with no dirt, okay. Yeah. <laughs> that does make it uh, easier, I guess, for those who are not trying to get dirty. But putting your hands in that dirt feels kind of good, too. Putting your hands in that dirt is awesome, but, you know, there are a lot of us, unfortunately, that live in areas, or fortunately, that live in areas that are in apartment living. So they... Uh, may not have the ability to to grow their vegetables in soil. So this is another great way for them to be able to have And it doesn't take up that much space at all. (laughs) Okay, wonderful. Um, If there are questions from any of the listeners, please press pound one, and and Sky, correct me if if that's wrong. Pound one, that will raise your hand. Um, in the studio, and we'll call you by the last four digits of your phone number and bring you on the line. Okay. So we have one question. From 8448, 8448, you have a question. You are on the air. Yes, peace. Peace, Raisa. This is uh, Kassim. Kassim, how are you? I'm fine. Uh, Yes, I got on the show late. I just joined in. I just want a brief summary of who the sister is and, you know, a little bit about what she does. Kendra, would you provide an overview of what you do and your product? as well as your being uh, the president of your organization. Um, h- hello. <laughs> yes, hi. I'm glad you joined us. Good. Well, my name is Kendra. I am the owner of Ladybug's Medibles, and I am providing foods that are nourishing the body to encourage our natural healing process. Our, okay. One of our main, we have um, palliative foods and natural treats. I have, um, we make cakes and pastries, and I also have begun to do kind of a lunchbox prep where we're do, we are allowing for meal prep for vegans and vegetarians and different diet deficiencies. Okay. All right. Sounds <laughs> you know, so, so good. Yeah, and and then too, also I'm an advocate in the cannabis for cannabis in our state. I have a nonprofit. It is North Carolina Cannabis Patients Network. So you can definitely, if you are interested in being proactive in the fight for cannabis, you're definitely welcome to come aboard. <laughs> 
Right. Yes, I do have a question in reference to cannabis, though. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. As far as the uh, legalization uh, process, um, how is that coming in the states of, like, North Carolina, South Carolina? Is there any progress South- in that? South Carolina is progressing a lot further than North Carolina is. They okay. um, will have an active um, therapy program. And then also, let's see, the states around us, Virginia, Tennessee, West Virginia, they've all enacted um, study programs into cannabis. Everyone has CBD, so we can all have the privy to that. North Carolina is still in decision processes. Um, currently, we have a bill on the floor, and we are waiting um, for answers for legislature. At the end of this month, on the last Saturday of the month, there will be a town hall meeting at UNC Charlotte, and we'll be talking more about cannabis and hemp and the medical benefits along with the industrial benefits for oh, our wow. state. Oh, so mm-hmm. you're going to be there? You're going to be I'll there? Be there. I'll be there. Okay. Representative Alexander will be there. Kelly Alexander, who's been forwardly pushing this cannabis bill for a few years. All right. He will be Okay. <laughs> yeah, I want to be there. I, want, I would love to be there. So I hope I get some information on that. It is an open town hall meeting for everyone. So. Okay. I'll definitely be at the next radio event. Okay, thank share you. it with us, and we'll share it on our calendar as well. Okay, awesome. Okay, and we have another question. Thank you very much, Kasim, for that question, and we'll okay. go to the next caller. It's zero six zero five zero six zero five. You are on the air. Hi, everyone. Hi, ladies. Uh, Darlene, this is Dean. I used to work at Nature's Diff. Uh, just wanted to say hi and glad to have a chance to uh, be in on the show. Uh, Kendra, I really appreciate your story and what you've had a chance to share. Um, a part of what I was wondering is when it comes to your business and meal prep, uh, that's been a large part of my focus because I'm very much in the health and nutrition and I... I'm looking to acquire clients and things like that, Um, and a part of what my focus is is helping them to make that transition when it comes to a healthier lifestyle. And sometimes that process has been a challenge even for me when it comes to meal prep and being consistent and not being lazy because ultimately I have some health challenges that I'm dealing with, Uh, inflammation, autoimmune type things. And so I know that's really an important part. And that's a part of what you do. You you tailor meals to people based on what they're requesting. And I was just wondering, do you have any advice for, because I see that as being a large part of how I build my brand is through either like going into a, a client's home and working with them and, and maybe <laughs> going to shopping with them to help them select the ingredients. And I see that mm-hmm. potentially being how things manifest for me. Um it's just that at times it still feels like uh, I'm speaking like French and I'm speaking to an audience that only understands English. So so if, if any of that makes sense, my main objective is, is being able to bridge the gap, get over the hump for myself first to be a product of the product and at the same time to be able to take that out to 
other people and say, okay, this is how you do it. Uh, any suggestions in that way? Well, if you wanted to start with self, you know, you want to move forward with the mindfulness of how your habits affect you. And so okay. it's a habit. It was for some, right? So, and and you mentioned right. habits of, of of how do I get into the habit of meal prepping even for yourself? The right. Um, so, it starts one day at a time. You know, it, right. so it's a lot. This is this is it's not new, but it is something all the we are all divulging and learning in right now. Right. right. So as we're Educating ourselves, we have to do it just one day at a time. I find that when giving a more personal touch, because mm-hmm. um, you'll find more longevity in your clients that way, because okay. you'll find out exactly what they like to eat. And right. that's that's the key. You want to feed them what they like to eat. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's important. <laughs> And then you want to also begin, to, after there, you want to broaden, begin to broaden their palate. Okay. Okay. So so in that context, you would more or less kind of suggest to uh, get with them in the, in the sense of maybe going into their home and helping them prepare meals. Because I know people that are successful entrepreneurs and things like that, and I've had more than one of them express to me that they don't have the time or they don't even want to do cooking, you know. So a part of what's kind of been popping into my head is that, you know, okay, I can extend the offer to them that I can, you know, come into your home and help prepare meals for you and that type of thing. So that's more or less, uh, you know, what you were saying. Oh, hello? Oh, okay. Uh, Did I drop? Okay. Okay. I encourage. I definitely wish you wonderful luck when starting your business. Okay. Cool. What? Uh, we're is, hearing is the a little. Broke? We're hearing. Yeah, the talk Sky. We're hearing a little feedback, and everyone, make sure computer on that is um, or mute it. So when you're talking into your mic or your phone, we can't hear the feedback. Okay. Thank you. And, you know, that's one of the things I was going to ask as well, um, Kendra, um, to the gentleman that uh, just posed the question, are you uh, giving your clients or have you thought about giving your clients uh, healthier versions of the foods that they already like to eat, just as uh, Kendra said, and then gradually start introducing them to new things, but, you know, Mm -hmm. making their current diet healthier along with, Maintaining the um, the taste because that's what turns a lot of people off with healthy eating is that they contend or they might find that some of the recipes are not really uh, tasty. Mm-hmm. But if we you know that. make what we already eat like ten times healthier than it is, they'll enjoy that and then they'll be open gradually to accepting you know um, different types of foods, different types of healthier foods and recipes. Because mm-hmm. one thing we're speaking about food, definitely in general, but you, you know, spices and herbs are included in that too. And they give foods, a, you know, they give the main course foods a lot of different taste. And mm-hmm. I mean, you could take a piece of basil and change plenty of dish. You know, you can mm-hmm. go from Italian to American to 
Asian, you know, with just that one particular herb. So there are a lot of different things that we can offer our clients in widening their palate. And just, you know, as we said, definitely finding out what they like to eat. You know, you're cooking for them. You're serving them. So find out what they are. And if you're looking at providing nutrition, find out. I feel the best is to find out what they're deficient in and go from there because you want to offer a product that is optimal for them. Mm-hmm. And it's something and, that will make them feel better and they'll see the mm-hmm. difference that that change in diet brings to them. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. with that, thank you for the question. We are wrapping up. We've got about three minutes left, and I wanted to make sure that we close out with a quote on the topic. And, uh, Kendra, we'll start with you. If you have a mm-hmm. quote and some last words, and then, Sky, you as well. Um, definitely God has given us wonderful nutrition here for us. He told us in Genesis, and Genesis one twenty nine that here I have given you all the seed and fruit and, and what it will bear from it to eat. There are many things that bored me and have driven me to come to where I am now. And one of them is my faith and belief that we have the power and the energy to conform and always be our best. There are many things that weigh us down over time and begin to give us a lot of um, anti-things that we need within our body, nutrients that are not good, a lot of negative things. And I just advise everyone to take the time to breathe and to drink plenty of water and enjoy life. Thank you for that. That's fantastic <laughs> advice. <laughs> um, I'd like to share the quote that reads, the food you eat can either be the safest and most powerful form of medicine or the slowest form of poison. And that quote is from Anne Wigmore. Yeah. That's very true. And I have one from Dr. Mark Hyman. What you put at the end of your fork is more powerful medicine than anything you will find at the bottom of a pill bottle. (laughs) (laughs) So with that, I'd like to close out the show. Thank you very much for joining us, Kendra. Thank you. I hope to see some of you guys with ladybugs. Yes, and to the audience, please join us again on August 23rd when we're talking about womb healing with Tema. So thank you again for joining, and until the next time, we hope that you will continue to infuse harmony into your everyday living. Good night. Good night. Good night.